Greetings, everyone. I'm Sophia Chai, Assistant Director of the ASHP Innovation Center, and thanks for joining. I'm excited to share with you that today's episode is a curated feature from the exceptional programming from the 2022 ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting, focusing on innovation in pharmacy. Please enjoy the voices of your colleagues as they share the latest clinical information, best practices, and leadership advice at the world's largest gathering of pharmacists. Pharmacogenomic Accelerator. Well, we've developed the Pharmacogenomic Accelerator to be a national pharmacogenomic implementation collaborative through which pharmacy leads the adoption and implementation of pharmacogenomic services in the health system across the United States. And this is a collaborative learning experience that is designed to catalyze the implementation of clinical pharmacogenomic services within health systems. And we do this through several different offerings. One is access to networking opportunities with pharmacogenomic experts and development coaches, professional development opportunities as well that I'll go into in greater detail further slides, and also provide technical expertise in implementing pharmacogenomics using a implementation framework. We do this through monthly webinars and learning events, and then assign sites, coaches, and experts to help work through their implementation through a year-long intensive experience. This is the learners and the activity streams that are present within the Pharmacogenomic Accelerator. We've geared this to learners that are both the programmatic and implementation leads that are taking ownership for implementing pharmacogenomics within the health system. So that's the first learner type is these programmatic and implementation leads. The second learner is the clinical practitioners that will be utilizing pharmacogenomics within their clinical practice on a daily basis. So let's go into the different work streams that we've built into the Pharmacogenomic Accelerator program. First is a didactic, structured environment. Through our partnership with ASHP, we're able to offer the Pharmacogenomic Certificate Program to sites if they need training for other clinical practitioners to help promote the clinical knowledge of pharmacogenomics within the institution. And we've also built a didactic educational program in the implementation science of pharmacogenomics. We'll get into some of the specific implementation support systems that we've developed in upcoming slides. The second stream is really where the magic happens. This is the collaborative approach. This is an all-teach, all-learn experience that helps sites break down the barriers and the silos for implementing pharmacogenomics to help sites work together and to solve common problems that they're working on in their implementation, but also facilitated by coaches and experts who've been in the trenches developing pharmacogenomic services at their institutions and sharing that knowledge back to the sites. So this is where the fun and the collaborative-based approach happens to get in the weeds about implementing pharmacogenomics. The third stream is a pharmacogenomic ECHO program that we've developed at the University of Minnesota. This is a program that any of you can join right now, even if you're not in the pharmacogenomic accelerator program. This is a program that we started a little bit about over a year ago. And if you're not familiar with ECHO, ECHO is the extension of community health outcomes. And this is a way to democratize clinical knowledge in different disease states. This was started at the University of New Mexico, in particular to help disseminate information about the management of hepatitis C in rural New Mexico. This has now been widely adopted by many different institutions in many disease states. You've probably seen some of them in your health systems for COVID, opiate use disorder, and other applications as well. But I think we're the first to employ a pharmacogenomic ECHO program. These are structured with a 10-15 minute didactic education topic that's relevant to pharmacogenomics. And we started relatively simple to help attract you know, learners of all types. But then the vast majority of the time is spent in case-based learning. Again, an all-teach, all-learn environment. And we have a panel of experts across 
across the nation that help provide input in how to manage individual patient cases. And so this is, again, a collaborative approach where individuals that are looking to learn about pharmacogenomics can come and bring their real-life cases and get feedback from a panel of experts, very similar to like a tumor board, for example. So these are the three main work streams, and I'll go into a bit more detail about these individual programs as well as we get forward in the presentation. So these are our goals for the Pharmacogenomic Accelerator and who we think would be good participants in the program. Our first goal is to catalyze pharmacy leadership in pharmacogenomic service development. Of course, I'm preaching to the choir here and we all, you know, feel very passionate about pharmacogenomics, living in the wheelhouse of a pharmacy. However, we have to recognize that this is also a very multidisciplinary effort as well, and have to recognize and, of course, support the other units and departments participating in the program as well. Our second goal, which is probably the most important, is to accelerate the design and implementation of comprehensive services that demonstrate value to key stakeholders within your organization, whether that's the patients, the health system leaders, or payers as well, to help demonstrate the clinical utility and value of pharmacogenomics. And then lastly, we want to create a shared environment that supports shared learning and celebrates the success of leading-edge organizations that are investing their time and effort in developing pharmacogenomic services. We feel that a variety of different participants would value from the program. First, hospitals and health systems of all sizes, whether they're larger or smaller health systems, would benefit. Our individual pharmacies would also be key individuals that could participate as well. Keep in mind this is an organizational participation. This is not one individual that participates. It's we're trying to promote the broad implementation of these services within the health system. Also, this is applicable to sites that have just started or are very nascent in their implementation of pharmacogenomics, to sites that are already implementing or have implemented but looking to grow or expand their program as well. And we have examples of that within our current cohort about sites that have already an ongoing program but looking to expand and other sites that are very new and just have maybe implemented in a few different areas but looking to expand into other disease states. So let's take a step back and why we think the Pharmacogenomic Accelerator is a high unmet you know, need for helping adopt the implementation of pharmacogenomics. What we know in looking at the implementation of pharmacogenomics across the U.S., it's mainly, not solely, but mainly within urban academic institutions. You've all heard examples of these flagship institutions that have implemented pharmacogenomics, and we'll hear about the VA that has implemented today. These are the Moffitts, the St. Jude's, and many others that have implemented. However, we know that health systems that are present in rural areas or serving underserved areas do not have the resources, have not implemented as frequently as these other large main academic institutions. We also know that there's disparate implementation strategies where each individual institution has implemented in a silo-based approach. And through the Accelerator program, we want to break down those silos to support shared learning about the commonalities in the implementing so that each institution does not have to recreate the wheel, for example, in their implementation. There's also many highly cited barriers to implementation, whether it be institutional pharmacogenomic expertise or lack of education. Some of the survey work we've done at the University of Minnesota has demonstrated that although pharmacists are trained in colleges of pharmacy now and pharmacogenomics, they lack the expertise to actually implement pharmacogenomics and practice on a daily basis. So there's a need for educational strategies to help promote the adoption and utilization of pharmacogenomics within the health system. 
Also, information technology integration with the EHR is challenging. It's time-consuming, takes a lot of money, and it can be a barrier that's frequently cited to implementation. Also, technical decisions such as lab selection and reimbursement models and how do you demonstrate outcomes in this area are also extremely challenging and cited as barriers. Collectively, the Farm Genome Accelerator hopes to break down these barriers to help promote the adoption of farm genomics at the system level. And this is through practical implementation models that I'll go over that we've developed for farm genomics. So for the next few minutes, I'll go over the implementation science and how implementation science can promote clinical program development and demonstrate value back to the organization in the area of farm genomics. So implementation has been described many different ways, but this is one definition of the study and application of strategies that promote the systematic uptake of evidence-based interventions into routine practice that improve the quality and effectiveness of health services. There's many benefits for using an implementation framework for any implementing any new intervention. This is a frequently cited statistic about 14% of interventions that do not utilize a implementation framework approach are implemented after 17 to 20 years, so pretty dismal percentage. However, when an implementation framework is utilized, 80% of those interventions are implemented within three years, and so much higher rate of adoption with shorter amount of time. Not surprisingly, using this framework, also there is increased effectiveness through the monitoring of that implementation quality. And so well-implemented evidence-informed interventions do yield these significantly better outcomes than those that are poorly implemented. This is through examining and understanding why the intervention is not being adopted or utilized or producing the outcomes that are intended through plan, see, do, act cycles in order to improve upon the outcomes in a continuous quality improvement method. This prepares sites for replication, sustainability, and scale-up. And through participation in the Pharmacogenomic Accelerator through a one-year cohort, we don't envision that sites will be 100% implemented or a broad implementation. Many sites will take a very focused approach to implementing it in one area, but utilizing this implementation framework will prepare them for replication and also scale-up into these areas that will be sustainable as well. So it's not an intervention that will fizzle out over a year to, but will be sustainable and show value back to the organization. So this is the implementation system that we've developed for pharmacogenomics or adopted towards pharmacogenomics. It's been utilized for other interventions, most notably for the implementation of comprehensive medication management, which our university has experience in developing similar collaborative approaches for as well. This is a busy slide and I'm sure in the back it may be hard to read, but this is presented linearly. But many of these components are worked on simultaneously at the same time. We start very foundational, and in the first cohort here, we've been starting in the first you know, three or four of these different circles and setting a very strong foundation for the implementation. So with the getting started portion, this is orientation to pharmacogenomics and overview of different implementation strategies. And this is where our experts come in and relay their expertise about what has worked at their institution, what didn't work importantly as well, to give sites an idea about how different implementation strategies are utilized. And that will set the stage for developing their own implementation at their site. We also work in helping build and define the team that will be responsible for the implementation. Also, as sites are preparing to launch, we have developed an organizational readiness tool to be able to assess fit and feasibility, identify resources that is needed, and making sure that this is a priority within the institution that will be supported for the implementation. 
As we're moving towards assessing the current practice and developing the implementation strategy, we have some foundational support systems that we've built, including a business plan if needed for the organization, but importantly, developing an implementation plan to help guide that implementation, developing a pharmacogenomic practice assessment tool we have in place too to be able to benchmark and track progress. And then as we move towards implementation, assessing the implementation and setting bold aims and using these plan, do, see, act cycles to be able to continually monitor that progress and assessing the fidelity and measurement of our bold aims. And then we have to sometimes go back and revisit those foundational elements to be able to make minor changes to improve the implementation and the structure of the program. And then lastly is documenting the difference that you are making at your organizations. This is through evaluation and outcome metric, looking at both clinical metrics, cost resource utilization, and then the patient and clinician experience. And then lastly, we conclude by celebrating the success of the organization and a performance story that is then delivered back to the stakeholders at the institution to document the change that this group can make towards relevant outcomes in the organization. So we trust the Pharmacogenomic Accelerator Program will offer value back to these organizations that are participating. And this is driven through the collaboration with peers that are going through a similar process that all teach, all learn, collaborative-based approach, and sharing resources across sites as well, both from the individual sites that are participating, but also our experts that are participating in guiding these sites as well. We also offer access to integration within the pharmacogenomic community, breaking down those silos and connecting individuals. And this is through you know, access to our experts in implementation and also our collaborative approaches that are participating with the sites on a weekly basis. And overall, we hope the Accelerator program will increase the implementation efficiency at sites through a targeted, organized implementation that provides accountability and specific tools that will help guide that implementation. So I'm pleased to announce our 2022-2023 participants. We have three sites that are currently participating, and we have two of those sites present in the audience today. We have Texas A&M and the Irma Lerma Wrangell School of Pharmacy, and Sarah's here in the audience. And so if you'd like to talk to any of our participants afterwards, I'm sure they'd be more than willing to share their experience. We also have Freighter Health, which is present in Wisconsin, a relatively large health system. And then we have the Wentworth Douglas Hospital that is participating as well. And Suzanne is here too, and I'm sure she would love to share her experience with the program. I'll talk a little bit about our coaches, experts, and external advisors in the next slide. So these are our implementation coaches that we're so gracious to have working with us. We have Tony Fiera, who has a career in health system pharmacy administration, and has also worked with us in other collaboratives, most notably in comprehensive medication management. So it comes from the perspective of healthcare administration and the coaching methodology that we're employing. We also have Lauren Lemke, who is trained in pharmacogenomics through PGY2 at Moffitt and also focused in on implementation science through her training as well. And she is currently implementing pharmacogenomics at her current institution at Lifespan in Rhode Island. So we're really grateful to have these two great coaches that provide a wealth of experience both in administration and also pharmacogenomics and implementation science. Next, we have our field experts, and I sometimes say field expert or faculty experts. 
and we have two individuals listed here and we have two others as well that are participating that we haven't been able to add in since the slides were due. The first is Adriana Kekic and she is a pharmacogenomic clinical pharmacy specialist at Mayo in Arizona. And then we have Christine Formea who is leading the pharmacogenomic enterprise at Intermountain Healthcare. And then we have Jill Bates here too that will be discussing her experience with the VA in the next presentation. And we have our colleague Anthony Morali that will be participating as well as the experts and external advisors to the program. So again, we're really indebted to their time and to be able to participate and help these sites with their implementation. And I really think we've got a truly world-class group of experts that are contributing their valuable knowledge. So these are some of the implementation supports that we've developed specifically to help sites with pharmacogenomic implementation. We have a team building guide that identifies the team members and roles and also creates the way that the team wants to work together. So really defining the vision for how the team will work and interact together. Next, we have an implementation workbook that helps explore the implementation strategy and focus for the institution. And this describes what the institution is implementing and understands how that initiative fits within the organizational needs and priorities. Next, we have a new pharmacogenomic practice management assessment tool that I'll show in the next couple slides as well. But this aids in pharmacogenomic practice program assessment and development and how this evolves over time through participation in the pharmacogenomic accelerator and beyond. I already talked about that performance guide or celebrating the success of the organization at the end and then some sites may need a business plan so we've developed a business plan module as well for sites. So this is the pharmacogenomic practice management assessment tool that we have adopted from other assessment tools in the pharmacy practice model. This is organized into eight different domains that touch essential components of pharmacogenomic practice, all the way from organizational support, the care delivery process, testing, informatics, PGX education, how to engage with the healthcare team, and then evaluating the pharmacogenomic service and ensuring consistent and quality of care. So those are the eight overall domains. And then we have essential components that we've built into this tool and different items that are listed there that try to assess those essential components. Don't have time to go into all of them, but I'll give you an example here of the domain of pharmacogenomic testing and current practices. This tool is utilized in the accelerator at baseline, at midpoint, and then towards the end to kind of track the progress of implementation across the course of the year, but also could be utilized beyond the participation in the accelerator as well. So you can see here, this is the essential component of assessing the current practice of testing. And then we have different items of the evaluation, the exploration of different vendors, and then selecting the ideal pharmacogenomic assay. Then we use a dashboard-based approach to assess the progress on these individual components and items from being not considered with a score of one, all the way up to a score of five to complete so we can track that progress and sites can utilize to identify potentially areas that they may need to focus more in throughout the course of the accelerator. So I'll give you a brief update on our first cohort. So the first cohort started in August timeframe. So they're a little over a quarter of the way through the collaborative. We'll be coming up to the midpoint evaluations here in the January, February time point. This will be a time for us to check in with the sites to make sure that the accelerator is meeting their needs. And we will use our own plan to CEAC cycles to make sure that, you know, how can we improve this offering as well. Importantly, we are recruiting and talking to sites about the next 
next cohort, and we plan on starting the next cohort in that August-September timeframe of 2023. And so if you're interested in participating, feel free to reach out to the ASHP Innovation Center. We have a website that has been developed that has our contact information and more data about the program as well. And again, if you want to participate in our ECHO program at the University of Minnesota, you can find that on our University of Minnesota College of Pharmacy website too, and there's a registration form that you can come and participate and learn a little bit about pharmacogenomics. Thanks so much for listening in today. Be sure to visit www.ashp.org innovation for more ways ASHP is helping to innovate pharmacy practice. And check back soon to hear more featurettes from the 2022 ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting. Until then, this is Sophia Chai from ASHP Official, and thank you for listening.